Hello, welcome to the Friday, November 19th, 2021 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Xavier today took a quick look at a piece of JavaScript that he came across that was used in order to deliver an ancient Tesla Trojan. Ancient Tesla, uh, pretty common info stealer. And the way it's usually deployed is by sending some JavaScript to the user and asking them to run the JavaScript locally. So you would receive, for example, a zipped attachment with the JavaScript. And then when you save the file and zip it, double click, you're basically executing the JavaScript locally, which of course does provide access to additional functionality, like in this case, the ability to download and execute additional malware. The JavaScript was obfuscated as so often uh, with these types of JavaScript, uh, but Xavier uh, walks you through a quick analysis of the JavaScript that is pretty straightforward uh, because some of the URLs, for example, that were used to download the next stage were still readable, even though the obfuscation took place. And the register has a story discussing findings of security researcher Aidan Marilyn. Now, Aidan did find that GitHub is hosting multiple Cookies SQLite databases. Cookies SQLite is a as the name implies, SQLite database that is used by Firefox in order to store session cookies. This file is stored usually in a profiles folder, but apparently often uploaded to GitHub by unwitting users. And there's a problem, well, because if I have your session cookie, I am you as far as a website is concerned. So leaking these session cookies can be almost as dangerous as leaking your username and password. GitHub rejected a bug report here as out of scope. After all, uh, it's not really GitHub's fault that users are uploading this type of data. Now in the past, sometimes GitHub has removed uh, similar uh, data that was uploaded by users or at least uh, provided some tools in order to identify, for example, passwords, API keys and such that are often leaked via GitHub. And it's probably also worthwhile noting that session cookies shouldn't really sort of be valid indefinitely. Yes, a lot of popular sites do it, but you could limit the exposure if data is leaked by limiting the idle time on any sessions that you're using in your web applications. And if you're using the FatPipe uh, VPN uh, warp, uh, MPVPN or IPVPN uh, device, uh, you should immediately update to the latest software. A uh, new firmware was released November 16th, but apparently according to a note that was published by the FBI, the vulnerability that's being patched here has been exploited at least since May. The vulnerability does allow arbitrary file uploads and apparently what the attackers have been doing is to manipulate SSH daemon configurations, adding authorized keys to the system and then also running web shells for future persistent access to the device. So if you have one of uh, these devices, don't just blindly apply the patch but also 
double check whether or not the system is already compromised. This has been abused uh, by what the FBI considers an advanced persistent threat actor. So this is not sort of something that was scanned for widely, but it was used in more targeted exploits. But given that now it's public that there is a vulnerability and the vulnerability is likely not that difficult to exploit, I would suggest you immediately update even before the weekend if you are running one of these affected devices. And again, the notice by the FBI has a number of additional details like uh, where to typically find these web shells and what modifications to look for and various other indicators of compromise. And NetLab360 has an interesting blog post with details how attackers are abusing a vulnerability in the DNS hosting service CloudDNS. This service, for example, hosts github.com. But even though github.com is hosted on cloud DNS, it was possible for an attacker to register api.github.com as a separate zone. So now if someone did request DNS resolution for api.github.com, the data that was returned was actually coming from a different account controlled by the attackers and the attacker was then able to direct a Trojan host to the attacker's command and control infrastructure. Apparently, they were also able to do that with www.ibm.com and that particular hostname slash domain, it was really, as far as Cloud DNS was concerned, uh, zone was then used as a command control server by these attackers. As NetLab360 points out that uh, this technique, of course, can be used uh, to modify data for a legitimate domain, but it also is being used for very popular domains, which are often allow listed and uh, not blocked, even though some other indicators may point toward whatever content is being delivered being malicious. Well, and that's it for today. Next week will be a short week. I'm planning on three podcasts uh, for next week due to the Thanksgiving holiday. So we'll only have podcasts from Monday through Wednesday. Thanks for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.